Spinning out of control, here we go Foot to the pedal, till it's touching the metal Let's rock and roll, yeah So they need to get them tigers to screech and I beat them Check the flags, last lap, nobody can beat them It's just that it's a party, put it on in the carpool And hear us talk a lot of NASCAR in the audio Singing loud, we don't just want it out of mode We're getting dirty around here, yeah We're in the mall. We're in the marbles Uh, we're in the marbles We're in the marbles Hey guys, welcome to episode 30 of In the Marbles with Soda and Ethan I am Ethan, you can follow me on Twitter at Viva La Ethan My name's Soda, you can find me on Twitter at Soda underscore Hunter Bruh, bruh, my goodness what a weekend a lot of racing oh a lot of racing and championships all over the place all three series championships were decided this weekend and um i gotta give you a lot of props you pretty much pretty much got all three of them right i mean you did you said chastain but i think that was more from your heart yeah and and for the picks too but i also said chandler smith and i ended up getting that wrong as well I thought I thought you had said that Zane Smith was a good pick, though. Oh, he absolutely was. He, I mean, he was just flat out dominant some some portions of the season for sure. Yeah, I really thought Chandler Smith was going to win, but I thought you would. I thought you had said Zane Smith's name, so that's why I was. Uh, that's why I was thinking you picked him for some reason. Yeah, I don't even know what I had for breakfast. To be honest with you, I don't even know what I said <laughs> last week. But you know what I did say last week? How good Rowdy Energy is. And it's no exception tonight, 7.15 p.m. We're going to do it Rowdy style. At least it's not 10. Oh, my goodness. I think those days are behind us, pal. Well, yeah, probably so. Um, I'm currently working on a dang 14-day stretch at work. Ooh. Yeah, that that popped up today. Is that like? I mean, hey, is that... like, hey, by the way, uh, I need you to work Thursday. That's my one off day for these two weeks. Like, yeah, I know you're not gonna have an off day this week. Oh my gosh, fun! Is that... <laughs> I don't even know if that's legal. Is that yeah, even it's legal? legal? Oh it's my legal. goodness, this is Alabama. Oh, I it's forgot. Legal. Y'all do things different. We we work in Alabama. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I've seen some. Of, I've seen the posters on the wall that talks about how much you can work in oh. a particular time period in other states. Alabama ain't got no laws like that. You yeah, want, you want money, you work. That's Jeez straight up. I feel that. <laughs> Episode thirty, dude. Yeah, that's uh, we moving along. So the first driver that comes to mind when you think of the number thirty in NASCAR, Michael Waltrip. Okay. And the pins oil number 30. That's the absolute very first one I ever think about. Mine's a little bit different. I think of the uh, good old Jeff Green and that number 30 AOL RCR car. Yeah, 
that's next. Yeah. That's next. Um, definitely. AOL pops to mind, but Pennzoil pops to mind first in my head. Yeah. So I have some stats for you, and this is <laughs> unreal. So the number 30 car in NASCAR has 1,061 races, <laughs> 44 top fives, 188 mm. top tens, 529 top 20s, eight poles. And do you want to guess how many wins? That's going to take a minute. I honestly cannot think of a 30 off the top of my head. But I can't say that it hasn't won anything. I feel like it's going back a long time. If it did. I don't know. I say two. One win. One. I, <laughs> I didn't want to say one, but 13 was one. It wasn't Michael Waltrip for sure. And it oh, certainly no, it definitely wasn't. wasn't Michael. It wasn't Jeff Green. Do you know no. who has the only victory for the number 30? I'm trying. I'm racking my brain. You're going to have to give me a minute on this. What? I don't even I don't even recognize this name. Oh Lord. Number 30. Uh I'm looking back in the 60s. Maybe even the 50s. I I might know the name if you say it, but I can't place it. Go ahead. Speedy Thompson. I I've actually heard that name one time, but I definitely could not pick out a car. This dude only ran two races in the number 30, and he won one. <laughs> what year does it say? It does not say. It's got to be the 50s. I uh, I don't know. Two races? I mean, two races. That that's in the era when... That, that's way back then. That has to be. When there wasn't a lot of experience doing this. Right? Where you can only come in for two races and you can win one. Yeah. I, that sounds like the fifties to me. Um, it's, I don't know. It doesn't. Uh, Speedy Thompson, his stats go from October first, nineteen fifty, to May thirtieth, nineteen seventy one. But he ends up having twenty wins, twenty career wins in NASCAR. Just so, what the Bush Series or modifies or something. Uh, I think he only went to uh, Bush or uh, Xfinity. Uh, 1950 NASCAR Grand National Series. Uh, yeah, that's all he did. Nin was 19 the Grand National Series was the Cup Series. Oh, that's 1950. Yeah, yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm uh, so hey, but for a long time it was called the Bush Grand National Series, right? It's, yeah, you know, so it, it is confusing. When I was when I was a kid, I didn't understand why the Cup Series was called the Grand National Series up until Winston got a hold of it. Yeah. And he then it was raised, called the Winston Cup, and it's been called Cup ever since. So he raced from 1950, 51, 52, 53, 54, all the way to 61, 62. So he stops in 1962, and then he comes back for one race in 1971. I was right then. It was in the 50s. Yep. With a name like Speedy? Speedy Thompson. I worked... You, you wonder sometimes it's got to be a nickname, right? It has to be, but it's an official name in the NASCAR books. Right. Would they put nicknames 
I guess they do because they call him Fireball Roberts. Yeah, I was gonna say, what about Red Farmers? Red, his real name? Yeah. Oh, okay. See, I didn't know yeah. that. Huh? He's I guess still alive. With, he is. <laughs> Heck, man, he's still <laughs> he's racing. up there. He is. He is. He's up there too. He's uh, he comes around locally once in a while in that gold and white number F ninety seven. Oh yeah. And he's about reached that car number in age. Yeah, I I would say so. I thought he was in his eighties. I think he's high eighties right now. I mean, he might have turned ninety recently. I don't know. I, I think I saw somewhere where he just had a birthday. But yeah, dude's still getting after it. He was born in nineteen thirty-two. So I'll let you do the math. Yeah, that's uh ninety. Also, turned ninety this year. Also, Red is not his real name. Oh, it's not. That surprised no. me. His name is Charles Farmer, but it has Red in parentheses. Hmm. Wonder why. Yeah. Wonder why his name's red. I what the ironic part about Fireball Roberts is that his his name is based after a uh he was a pitcher in baseball. Uh-huh. And that was his pitch. He he called it, you know, they nicknamed him Fireball because uh he could throw a heater. Yeah. Like really good. Very ironic with the way he died. Yeah. Oh insanely gosh. ironic the way he died. Wow. You had to go there, didn't well, you? Have you ever thought of that? Well, yeah, yes. everyone has. Everyone has. It's just we're not gonna I'm not talk about it. About the way he died. No, it's just so ironic that his name is Fireball and he winds up being burned at Charlotte <sighs> and dying in the hospital a couple weeks later. Well, there goes our might be a couple months later. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Isn't it ironic? It is because so, his name was Fireball Rose before that crash. Oh, it ain't like God. some sicko named him Fireball <laughs> after he died. <laughs> oh well i mean think about it it's so weird. what a weird way to start <laughs> off episode 30 i'll tell you my goodness we're not and, and just to clarify we are not at all laughing we're not we're not it's just well, a funny situation I mean, we, as far as how things worked out and you're talking about something that happened in the 60s yeah someone that has 60 something years ago i mean come on but <sighs> i know every nascar fan has ever learned about fireball roberts at one point thought he was named after his crash. Oh my gosh. I know I, somebody out there probably thought that because I, I thought that I'm not gonna lie to you. I 100% thought that everybody did until they learned until right. they actually like did a little research on it. I've always had videotapes, right? Uh, VHS is what they were called. Ethan. I don't know if you know anything about those. I know a lot about VHSs. <laughs> yes. 94 baby. We got it. We were taping all the races off TV. Okay, well, I don't know Better anything about that. <laughs> you got to get the eight-hour-long tapes and tape them in EP mode. Oh, my god! Extended play mode. So it would take the whole thing. If you taped it in SP, slow play, then it would only take like two and a half hours, and you'd end up missing the last part of the race. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. You have to you, you mess that up a few times, and you learn pretty quick. The struggle sounds real back then, I'll tell mm -hmm. you. And be sure you had that time set. I don't understand why you wouldn't just go out to Walmart and buy the DVD. What? No DVD. <laughs> you talking about, you know, I actually own a race on DVD, official NASCAR race. I bought it off NASCAR.com. It's the 1987 Talladega race with Davy Allison won. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. And that it's random. It's That's a, it just, really, what? I, I, I found it on NASCAR.com about 10, 15 years ago, back before everything was on YouTube, right? Where you can just pull it up now anytime and watch it. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I just found the DVD on there for like 15, 20 bucks. And I was like, 
I have never seen that race all the way through. It's got a crazy moment that changed the history of NASCAR. And my one of my favorite drivers of all time won his very first race. I want to yeah. own that. So I just bought it and I have it. It's in my DVD collection back there. Fantastic. So That's ran. I don't even think they sell DVDs on NASCAR.com anymore. You should have used that as Drew's question. Was it last week about the weirdest or the memorabilia? Well, something? I kind of don't want to put media in that just because I had hundreds not lying hundreds of vhs tapes taped right off the television yeah of nascar races from all over the place yeah all the way from 1991 to 2001 2002 when i stopped doing it and then espn sometimes uh, especially on espn classic back in the day but sometimes on espn when you're getting ready for the season to start they would show the old races. Yeah. And once in a while, you'd be flipping through ESPN Classic, and there would be a 1982 Daytona 500 shown, you know, or an Atlanta race from 1986. Just random mm. junk. There's a North Wilkesboro race, you know, from the mid-'80s. I would tape all that junk. Oh, man. I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd have it all. I... And on top of that, trucks and – uh Bush Grand National back in the day, too. Yeah. Trucks and Bush Grand National could take up one tape. That's true. Because they were short enough. And then the Cup Series have its own tape. I have two very big questions that I will never get the answer to. One, why didn't NASCAR ever like bring out like DVDs? You know how like WWE does like the WrestleMania DVDs and stuff? Like, yeah. why couldn't NASCAR just like produce you know dvds that had like the you know that weekend's races all they ever did i'm guessing it was tv rights sure um all they ever did was put together compilations like how many times in the late 80s early 90s would did they make crash compilation videos yeah that's true you know i had one that was actually put out by nascar from like 88 that I, again, a tape I, along with an AJ Foyt documentary. And uh, there was something else on this tape too, that I taped right off the TV one day. It might've been bootleg. I have no idea what I, how I got this, but somebody gave it to me. And on that tape was something called a crash course in racing. It was oh. like an hour and a half long video of, Oh, he was a commentator back in the day in the late eighties. You don't ever see much of him in the nineties. And I, I have no idea if he's even still alive. I can't name his name. I can't name who he is, but then you had Benny Parsons, yeah, Phil Parsons and Harry Gantt. And those four would sit down. Then you know, the commentary being the host of everything. And those other three, the three drivers, and they were in a lot of these crashes. They would sit down and analyze the wreck. And they would talk amongst themselves and just cut up about it and stuff. I was like, it was actually really, really entertaining. Yeah. Because Phil Parsons had like a Talladega role a long time ago in the mid-80s. And that car is actually in the museum down in Talladega where he rolled a lot. One of the worst crashes of the time rolled along the banking on the asphalt. And he talked about that crash as it was happening, you know, was, and they replayed it four or five, six times. And they would just sit there and talk about it and they move on to the next one, move on to the next one. All of it between like 78 79 to 1988 interesting stuff but that's the kind of thing that they did i need to find that on youtube somewhere 
that's the kind of thing they did. They didn't put races together. They put compilations together and a lot of places put, uh, got little clips of different tracks and stuff. And they used NASCAR and the crash compilation videos. That, those are big on TV. You'd see those yeah. advertised all the time in yeah. commercials. You know how cool it would be though? Like if, if they did have every NASCAR cup series race in its entirety on DVD, like it'd be right oh. now it'd be even cooler on a network well yeah oh my and goodness they need to take it off don't put it on peacock oh no i'm so over that they need their own nascar network they can have original shows they can have all the races they ever want to put up there they can have all the documentaries that you know they get the rights to them anyway because NASCAR owns all their stuff. Yeah. They could put all their Fox documentaries or NBC documentaries, you know, the things that they like the day that Dale Earnhardt yeah. was talking about the day, the 2001 day 2500. Yeah. Um, they've made so many different ones like that. Uh, one hot night was one talking about the 1992 all-star race. They could do so much with a network. Oh, for and sure. I would pay 10, 15 bucks a month for that. I'd pay 20. And if you can't give us the actual um, race feed, I'd understand that because it's on network TV because they do, you can't do that either. Right. If you have to wait a month before it shows up, that's fine. But what you could do is give us some kind of raw satellite feed. Right. Maybe with track commentators or MRN radio. It'd be yeah. like a completely new way of watching a race. That would be really fun. Yeah. Sinking because MRM makes it sound way more exciting than the announcers do on TV. For sure. They have to. They got to describe everything. The announcers oh. just let you look at it. Could you imagine? Oh, I would never want to do MRN. Talladega and Daytona seem like the only tracks that really warrant the way they speak on yeah. MRN radio. But. Well, we're getting off of tangents now. Well, we are, aren't we? My we're goodness. not going to have nothing to talk about now. Racing's over with. <laughs> Golly. I was going to say, it's like, well, racing's over with. What are we going to do? It was like, I guess we're going to keep doing a weekly podcast now. Yeah, no joke. Let's, like, let's we got do it. Talk about. My goodness. <laughs> well, let's talk about Phoenix. Yes. So I didn't get to watch most of the truck race. Uh, work night and it started at 9.30. Yeah. Uh, I can't do that. There's no way I could do that. So, did you get to watch any of the truck race? I did. I, I don't remember what I was doing Friday night, but I remember getting home soon enough to turn my laptop on and I, I flipped it to whatever channel, I think USA or something. And when I tuned in, it was, I think, 18 or 14 laps into the first stage. Uh, it was a good little race. Um, to, you know, it was okay for what it was. Uh, I, it kind of, after watching, you know, the first two stages, you could kind of tell how the weekend was going to go. Um, clean air was king. Track mm -hmm. position was everything. And it was impossible to pass. Yeah, it was like that just about. All weekend. I don't know if Phoenix is the right track for this. I can absolutely answer that. It is not. Yeah. It is. It's, you know, for what it is, it's a good race if we went once a year 
in the spring. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the thing about Phoenix. You can't go anywhere between May and September. Oh, my gosh. No. It'd be 100 degrees. Yeah. Oh, man. I don't know. It was, but I mean, the truck race was decent. Um, I don't, I don't remember if anything like real spectacular happened. Um, Zane Smith in that number 38 Ford F-150 took the checkered flag for the race and ended up winning the, the championship. So uh, once again, we see the trend continuing where the somebody in the championship four wins the final race of the season. And he's going to be in a Daytona 500. Zane Smith? Yes. What's he racing? He's going to be in um, front row motorsports. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I did not know that. He's he's got some rides lined up for next year in Cup. Oh, and the Daytona 500 because the Daytona 500 has this weird distinction of being the only Daytona 500 in history to have all three. Reigning champions from all three series. Wow! In the, in the field, weird. And it's going to have a seven-time NASCAR Cup Series champion as well. It will. So yeah, you got Ty Gibbs and Zane Smith and Joey Logano, and wow. they unless one doesn't make it. But they're all going to attempt it anyway. For sure, yeah. So interesting storylines going into the race next next year. Yeah. So I was. Surely thinking that a Gibbs car was or a Gibbs truck was going to win it, or I guess it's it's not Gibbs, is it? It's Kyle Busch Motorsports. Yeah, it's Kyle Busch Motorsports. Yeah. They're going to obviously they're going to Chevy next year. They announced two drivers for next year, didn't they? They did. Yes. Who who are they? Oh, you, know? you would ask me that. I am yeah. so ill prepared. <laughs> Hang on. I oh. don't. I don't know. I saw it, but I didn't. No, uh, I didn't. It didn't stick. Chase Purdy. And oh man, <laughs> oh no, it's gonna bother me now. And I literally was Rex the Bush. There you go. <laughs> I guess I do have my laptop right in front of me, so I could probably just you know <laughs> Google it. Uh, Chase Purdy, and what is the other guy's name? This is how much I'm kind of disconnected with the truck series now. I do not know. You're more connected than I am. I know. I just uh, and I don't hate the truck series. It ain't nothing like that. The truck series is fun. I mean, they they have some really fun races and they have some fun personalities and all sorts of stuff. It's just, man, I don't know. I just I don't know the the drivers that well, and I don't know. It's hard to explain why I can't really dig into the truck series. Yeah, like the, the Cup series. The only reason why I'm still watching the uh, the Kyle Busch series, the uh, <laughs> the truck at series. At one point, at one point, it was <laughs> right. The uh, truck series. The well, now I guess we could call it the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series. Again, uh, yes. The only reason I'm watching the truck series is because of Kyle Busch Motorsports. Uh, obviously, I'm a big advocate, and I want to support Kyle Busch Motorsports any way I can. And in 2023, Chase Purdy is going to drive the number four full-time, as well as Jack Wood is going to anchor the number 51 truck. Does it say anything about Kyle Busch jumping in once in a while? So, uh, yes, there's also rumors that... 
Mr. Seven-time NASCAR Cup Series champion Jimmy Johnson might be making some appearances for KBM in that Chevy Silverado. Okay. That, that kind of goes against the, the Ford that he runs in Cup and owns in Cup. Jimmy Johnson? In the 43, a Ford? No, he's driving a Chevy, pal. Petty's Chevy nowadays? It has oh. been for the last like okay four seasons. All right. Well, I mean, they switched the daggum much. <laughs> yeah, that, that team really Pontiac, has. Dodge, Ford, Chevy. They don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, thought they were Ford last I saw it, but I was whatever. I'm not. They're not up front every week, so I don't get to look at them all the time. Yeah, except for the fact that Eric Jones just won Darlington. <laughs> How many weeks ago? The one time he did it this year. Yeah. yeah, true. That's true. Speaking of Darlington, that should be the track for the finale. Oh. That would be insane. It would be good, right? Ooh, that would be fantastic. I am all for it. I think that'd be good. I think that's what they need to do. But who am I? I'm just a fan that, you know, has followed the sport for almost 40 years now. That's fine. It's whatever. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel, pal. Yeah. Um. Next is the Xfinity Series. Yes. I'm going to just say right off the bat, I am so sorely disappointed in every single driver in that field just i'm sorely what? disappointed in them i am sorely disappointed they allowed that kid to win that championship all right i mean he had the car and he was the guy and he flew by them all but they could have done something if they really wanted to not just talk the talk but really walk what they're saying or really really back up you know all their 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 talk and all their their lists and all that kind of stuff you were talking about last week. Yeah. No, they all just chickened out. So that's the thing. I that's where I disagree. Once again, I don't know if I was a Noah Gregson, if I was a Sam Mayer, if I was a Justin Allgaier, there's no way I would ever touch another competitor in that way, like in, in wrecking someone, racing for a championship, because you no gotta wreck them. Well, I mean, no matter what you do in that situation, you are going to, if if you, okay, let's say Noah Gregson puts him in the wall or, you know, crowds him up into the wall or something, doesn't have to touch him, just crowds him, makes it noticeable, you're going to have an asterisk because that, that race, Ty Gibbs was untouchable. Earnhardt he, never had an asterisk when he won. Well, depending on who you ask, pal. I mean, I've never heard anybody say anything about an asterisk when he won Bristol. And not Taylor Bonnie out of the way. What? I've never heard anybody give put a little asterisk. Well, he didn't really win that. Let's disqualify him. Let's make Jimmy Spencer the winner since he came in second. Well, I've never heard anybody say anything like that. It's more of the fact that, oh, well, he had to dump Terry Labonte to win the race. Oh, he absolutely had to, but nobody's ever put an asterisk by his name. <laughs> I don't know. I, I still say seventy six wins or something like that when they talk about them. I'm gonna go on the. I'm gonna go on the <laughs> thing of saying Ty Gibbs deserved this championship. I absolutely, he did. He absolutely did. Like especially that Phoenix race, man. He uh, he. I mean, he smoked him. He rolled him up and he smoked him. I, I mean, it, 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 let's you know, talk about Cup real quick too. I mean, he he deserves it. Logano completely deserves a championship. I mean, they just they. They smoked everybody too. Oh my goodness. As much as I don't want to see these guys win, mainly, you know, I don't trucks or whatever. Um, Ty Gibbs and Joey Logano, as much as I did not want to see them to win, 
they deserved it because they just whooped the field. 100%. So I can't be mad that they won. They worked at it and they did it. One guy beat three teammates. Yeah. And still won. So the thing about that is, you know, I, I believe I tweeted it. I'm not sure if I tweeted on the In the Marbles Twitter or if I just tweeted on my own Viva Le Ethan. Uh, man, those pit stops. What on earth, man? Like, this is like game, like, this is like game seven. Yeah. This is when all the money's on the line. This is exactly what you guys, you know, practice and, you know, do this for. And, man, the seven of Allgaier, especially the the nine of Noah Gregson and the eight of Josh Berry all had horrific pit stops. Like yeah, they, the nine, that one, that one pretty much, he was there and that one pretty much cost him the championship. And I'll tell you what, that's why, and I believe I tweeted this as well. Uh, I said something along the lines of the nine, the seven and the eight. I should have just said the seven, eight, nine. <laughs> those, <laughs> those pit crews do not deserve to be champions. Not with I don't know that. Why that. That tickled me so much. Not, <laughs> not, not with the performance that they showed or that they performed at Phoenix. Fifty four was monstrous. Like he was. I mean, on pit road, they. I don't think they lost. They might have lost like one spot or something. Uh, but on the racetrack, he was untouchable. Uh, you you kind of go up to Cup Series and you had Ross Chastain. You had. Oh gosh, help me out here. Chris Bell. Chris Bell. Oh man. They, yeah. yeah, they had horrendous pit stops. Let's well, see, uh, those two were the only two that really had bad stops. The other two, uh Logano and Chase, they were I mean, they were they were good. Yeah. I mean, no no problems there. Chastain even had like really good stops and so did Bell until one round of pit stops and Chastain it was Chastain's was under green. Yeah. And that pushed him way back and the other one was under caution for Bell. Yeah, so to kind of go back to the Xfinity really fast, just to wrap that up, nothing nothing real, you know, spectacular. Uh, It was really, really, really good racing. And uh, it was that car's good at Phoenix. I like, I like the Xfinity car at Phoenix. Yeah, for sure. And like, you got Noah Gregson up there. He lost what eight positions on the final restart, had 30 laps, and he went from second or third down to like eighth. And he had, and it was unbelievably like, as a fan watching, it was frustrating watching these cars. Not so much Xfinity. Um, you could kind of get past, uh, past. You could kind of pass people in the Xfinity race. It looked like, I mean, Noah Gregson made it look super simple because in 30 laps, he went from eighth to second. And there, uh, the 54 of Tiger Gibbs, Justin Allgaier, and Noah Gregson were all battling for the race lead as well as. The championship and it was a good little battle for about 10 15 laps yeah um nothing but good things to say about the xfinity race as far as that yeah. goes but except for i didn't like who won the championship but Congrats. that's just me as a personal thing i mean yeah you, you you liked it you approved of it sure cool absolutely i i didn't really want him to win it but I was I was pulling for Josh Berry personally, but Noah Grayson, I was going to be good with that too. Yeah, absolutely. I I mean, I would have been okay with watching, you know, seeing Noah Grayson or Justin Allgaier or Josh Berry win that championship. But 
we're going to kind of come back to the Xfinity series here in a few minutes, but congratulations to Ty Gibbs. He definitely won the race. He definitely won the championship. Definitely deserved it. The following announcement has been paid for by the pulling up a chair podcast. Tim here, host of the pulling up a chair with a chair shop podcast. If you're a fan of wrestling figures and the artists that take them to the next level, and I've got a favorite ask of you. Come check out my podcast, Pulling Up a Chair. Each episode, I sit down and talk to figure customizers, figure photographers, set builders, figure collectors, podcasters, and even pro wrestlers. Just search out Pulling Up a Chair with a Chair Shot wherever you get your podcasts. And I hope you'll join me next time right here on Pulling Up a Chair. All right, well, let's talk about the cup race. Yes. What are your thoughts on Joey Logano's second championship? <sighs> so as much as I uh, – I can't <laughs> even say it without <laughs> puking. No. So I, as much as I was absolutely cheering uh, Ross Chastain and him finishing third, uh, I would have even loved to see Ryan Blaney win the race and Joey Logano win the championship. I don't I don't care. Uh it was okay. I, I didn't want to see Joey Logano win, but I just wish he didn't dominate because he made yeah. it boring. He was only not in the championship lead, but basically ahead of everybody, one lap. Yeah, I mean, that's it. One lap, he was second in the championship. This aero package that the new next gen car has for short tracks, especially Texas and Phoenix, just absolutely downright sucks. Mm-hmm. cannot pass if you get clean air on that nose you're you're untouchable um uh, like i said hard just unreal like just unbelievably frustrating as a fan watching it seeing how hard it is to pass uh, and like nothing happened like there was no like drama now ex- there was ex- well that's yeah. what i'm saying except okay. when it come down to <laughs> When a hundred laps to go and Ross Chastain completely wrecks Chase that ain't Elliott. what happened, you know, good and well. I you mean, trying he, to trigger me, that's what you're trying to do. He absolutely just right hooked him, left hooked you know, him. And we done just, talked about this on the podcast one day. He even said, He said, I'm gonna take out that nine. <laughs> I'm done with him. That's what he, everybody on Twitter thought. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you saw my post on Twitter and how everybody came to you know Chase Elliott's defense. It wasn't yeah. that it wasn't that Ross Chastain did anything wrong, but Chase Elliott didn't do anything wrong now. That no. was the biggest part. Yeah, absolutely. No, no, no one, you know, if you, <laughs> if you don't know what we're talking about on a restart, uh, Phoenix gets a little bit crazy. Uh, normally, you know, you don't really want to go on the apron, but at Phoenix, it's a little bit different. You can go five, yeah. six, seven, eight wide on a restart, but it's going to filter down really, really fast. So you need to make your move, stick to it, and try to pass as many cars as you possibly can because with this aero package, once you, you know, once you got to what it looked like, turn three, that was it. Like, I mean, unless the car in front of you wiggled really, really bad, you were not, you were just stuck. Mm-hmm. So uh, there was a restart where Chase Elliott, who was racing for the championship, uh, started right in front of Ross Chastain, who was also racing for a championship, all racing, trying to 
uh, track down the 22 of Joey Logano, who was also raced for a championship. Trying to get a shot at it because everybody stayed two or three spots behind them the whole time. They were just trying to get up there. Yeah. It was coming down to the end of the race. Now, in order to win the championship in any of the three series, you don't have to necessarily win the race like it's been uh, like accustomed to. You just have to finish ahead of the other three competitors who's in the championship four. So they weren't really necessarily racing for the win. They were just racing, trying to get just finish mm-hmm. ahead of each other. Uh, and that's what made it so um, I, I'm not eager, but it was what's the word I'm looking for? urgent urgent yes uh it was such an <laughs> urgent move um so after now in nascar you are not able to change your lanes until after you cross the start finish line for the restart and as soon as you hit that res- that start finish line you'll see cars filter out i mean it's just they'll go from two yeah. wide to eight wide real fast and uh chastain he did that the minute he hit that line he jumped underneath Chase Elliott, and Chase Elliott decided, I'm going low, too, and he cut right on to Ross's nose, and Ross had a decision, a split-second decision to make. Yeah. And I'm I'm going to compare it to something I've done personally, even though I'm uh, fully admitting that it is not at this level, and it is not for these stakes, and they're not going – we're, we're, we weren't going near as fast as they were. Yeah. But when that guy – uh, on that dirt track that day, say his name across uh, Wayne Hopkins. Oh, um, I don't care. Golly. I don't even think he's alive now. Honestly, oh. um, <laughs> when he cut across my nose, we were like fifth place. He reckless, all this. He had to go to the back for something. He's faster than everybody. He's trying to get back to the front, so he's weaving in out of people. He's taking advantage of me now. So I'm right. on the inside. I'm not near as fast. I got like a fifth place car here. And that's about where I am. Yeah. And he comes onto my nose. Like he cuts across the right front of my nose right there. And I have a decision to make. It's coming out of a corner. Am I going to lift and let this idiot have the spot? Or am I just going to let him take himself out? I let him take himself out. There you go. He spun out to the tire on the infield. Yeah. And he, he was out of the race. I would have done the same thing. All him. And he pointed to me all he wanted to. It was just talk. It was on this list. He, I was on his list. Oh. You know, never heard another thing about it. But Ross Chastain did that. And let me tell you what. You have literally a half a second, if that, to make that decision. It's so funny how slow it feels in your head. But when you're actually watching it and you're actually doing it, I mean, the decision is that fast. Yeah. It. It's so funny how, def- like, definite your decision is too. the minute that happens you're like bye (laughs) i'm not giving you this why would i give you this we're racing for a championship you cut on my nose right bye you know i'm just i'm not going to turn you but i'm not going to not turn you that's pretty much his decision so i feel like it was just a a matter of chase elliott hoping that ross chastain Mm -hmm. would give him a break and Ross Chastain hoping that Chase Elliott doesn't come all the way down. Now, if I was in the nines position, if I was if I was piloting that number nine the Chase minute, Elliott car, I, I yeah, go ahead, go ahead. I would I absolutely would have done the exact same thing Chase Elliott did. If I was driving the number one car that Ross Chastain was racing, I would have done the exact same thing. There's I feel like that's just an absolute nothing more than a racing incident. 
Well, here's what I would have done. And the one, yes, I would have done, I have done the exact same thing. No remorse whatsoever about it either. The nine, yes, I would have done that. But the minute I felt contact, yes, I'm turning right. Like, okay, it didn't work. So what, what, what happened if he didn't turn right? He got spun out, hit the wall, and he fished in the 30s. Right. He had no chance. Nope. But if he goes down there and he feels that, because you feel it. Yeah. I mean, he's not an idiot. He, he feels that. He knows that's there, but he's trying to make Ross Chastain back off. He should have been a lot smarter to think that Ross Chastain was going to back off, especially on the last race of the season. Right. Like, have you not been watching? I, especially with knowing how hard it was to pass with a hundred laps to go. And those laps were just ticking by so fast, knowing oh, how yeah. fast the 22 was. Yeah. There's Ross Chastain had no other option. Mm-hmm. And, um, I, I'll concede this. I, I said that, um, Chase Elliott blocked them and Ross just wouldn't take it. I, it probably wasn't as much of a block as I initially said it was. Yeah. Like, like you said, they were both going low, but Chase made that move in reaction to what Ross Chastain did. Yeah. So it kind of was a block, but it wasn't like a, it wasn't like a really bad block at Daytona or Talladega. Right. And I Rex have to field or something, you know, it wasn't like atrocious is the word I'm looking for. I absolutely understand where you're coming from and I can see it. I can absolutely see it both ways i can Mm -hmm. see it as not not even close to being a block but then at the same token i can absolutely see it being somewhat of a block you know it's it's a really weird situation it's a block but it's really not yeah it's it's strange it it isn't and it's not at the same time it's the weirdest little situation but chris rebel wound up competing he was about the closest one to logano at one point he did a little short pit stop Got yeah. some fresher tires, got another second or two uh, advantage on him for a couple laps. Got right up on his bumper at one point. And that was as close as anybody ever came all day long as far as the championship goes. Uh, later, like the last pit stop, he had one of his bad stops, his only bad stop of the day. Of course, last pit stop, of course it would be, right? Yeah. Chastain's happened to pit stop before that, so he was actually able to make up a little time and come back to uh, get to third spot and was actually the fastest car on the track. He was for maybe about 10 laps at the end. And you just sat there and you was like, man, if he just had more laps, but at the same time, everybody who doesn't win says that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, honestly, though, but like he had the stats behind him. He was running, mm-hmm. he was running them down, but it was just a little too late. He went from two point six seconds to one point three. Yep. At the end, he was coming. He was, he was, he was on his way to the win, but it just wasn't. Honestly, even if he had got the Blaney, that would have held him up so bad. And they were oh, saying yeah. exactly what would have happened if he would have got the Blaney. He would have knocked him out of the way. Yeah. Oh, because you sure. have to. You absolutely have to. Because Blaney's his teammate, the 22's teammate, and the 22's leading. You have to catch the 22. That 12 don't mean nothing. If anything, you can knock him out of the way and get a caution so you can get on 22's butt. Yeah. On a restart. That had to be the strategy because there's no other way you're going to win a championship. And knowing Ross Chastain and how much of a dirty driver he is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He, uh, <laughs> he would have, too. He would have earned heart and 
Earnharted? Earnhardt? No, don't don't be putting an ED Earn- on Earnhardt's name like they did Chastain. Earnhardt? Chastained is a thing. Earnhardt is not. He would have Earnhardt the <laughs> crap out of him. And I think they just called it Dale. Daled. Daled. That's my middle name, Dale. <laughs> uh, no, speaking of Ryan Blaney, man, how disappointing was that? Uh, did you hear? Happen, did you happen to hear the radio transmission between uh, RP and Ryan Blaney? I didn't hear the radio. I just I saw the after race interview on pit road where he looked obviously really mad that he couldn't win that race. Yeah, he he, he gave him a good old Kyle Busch interview. Said but was question. there anything? <laughs> yeah, was was there anything um, that condemned him of anything on the radio as far as like not not passing the twenty two? Was he giving team orders or anything like yeah. that? Yeah. So I don't know. I haven't heard nothing specifically on my end. I have not heard nothing, but I've seen a lot of tweets about it. And door bumper clear. I was listening to door bumper, the newest door bumper clear. Uh, featuring Jamie McMurray on my way home from work today. And they said, I don't know, they said something along the lines of Roger Pinsky came on the radio and said, remember, you are the 22's wingman right now. And right around that time, Ryan Blaney, I mean, he was trucking. He was coming. He mm-hmm. was going to pass the 22. And then all of a sudden, he it almost like he dissipated. Like his, you know, his entire run just kind of stopped. His lap times fell off and all that stuff. And then it was interesting to watch that post-race interview with Ryan Blaney, you know, given that good old Kyle Busch attitude, uh, stupid question. And all this stuff just gave a, I don't want to be here type of attitude. Uh, I was, I'm kind of curious, was it, and of course in the interview he blamed it on dirty air which mm-hmm. is not an excuse i feel like he really honestly probably wouldn't have been able to pass logano just because of dirty air uh but i'm i'm really curious as to what i wonder if it if he was more upset with roger pinsky or was it actually upset because he was 100 percent going and just could not pass him so you think he was projecting his anger for for pinsky into like just we haven't won all year and we couldn't win this race either just kind of like covering it up a little bit i could see it both ways but ryan blaney has that chase elliott mentality where you just really can't tell you can tell that they're upset but you don't you can't really get to the core reason why they're upset you know you can't really can't read them very well. Kyle Bush is one of the best because he'll let you know who's, oh, yeah. who's upset with, you know, whatever. <laughs> uh, so there's no question there, but Ryan Blaney and Chase Elliott are the two guys that I just cannot understand. Kyle Larson's kind of right there with them. Um, but I'll tell you, he's just, Oh man, I, I'm not a big Larson fan right now. So speaking of Kyle Bush, you mentioned him bittersweet. Oh, yes. Right? Yeah. I mean, you don't like it. Yeah, okay, you're excited about what's going to – you're the fan. You you are the Cowboys fan of the podcast. I mean, yes. I like him enough, but you are the fan. Yes. Right? I completely respect the dude because he's got so much talent. Yeah. And there's some points I'm like, cool, go Cowboys. And there's some points like, what are you doing, Cowboys? Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, even as a fan, you're probably thinking the same thing. I thought the same thing with Chastain some this year. I'm like, uh-huh. Chastain, you need to quit hitting that 11 car. 
I mean, I like it. It's funny, but quit. <laughs> yeah. To, to kind of put it in retrospect, Kyle Busch started racing the number 18 Eminem's Toyota Camry when I was entering eighth grade. Mm. <laughs> I am 28 years old now. That is 15 years. That's insane. And you know what? You know, I already took the number 18 emblem because I had the little car decal on the back of my truck and stuff. Uh, you know, I kind of not so much got rid of, but you I kind of the one off. I, I thought about it. <laughs> I actually thought about it. Just but take I, a marker I, and scratch it. <laughs> but I realized that it was the wrong font. If it was the same font, you best believe I would have. Yeah, it absolutely. It would have been fine until you got a new one. Yeah, I guess. They would have understood. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, you ain't joking. I, I would be a liar if I said I didn't actually think about that. I um, really wish he would have come out in his press conference with a car that was the children's number 18. And he'd go up to the door and rip the one off. Oh, how fun would that have been? I, that, cause that's what Bill Elliott did. Yeah. Like Bill Elliott come up in the, uh, in his Dodge thing in 2001 with Evernham. Yeah, when they announced that, I think he come come up to it in a nineteen. Oh, like that was his thing. It was a nineteen, and he got there. It's like something's wrong, and he walks up to it and he rips the one off. There you go. So he's back, and that was his big announcement. He's back in the nine car. I think I remember that. Mm-hmm. It's just one little press conference, but it's stuck in my head. It's twenty one years ago, you know. But it's 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 there, and it's not coming out. <laughs> thing i'll tell you it's yeah to kind of answer your question i really wish i would have known about this whole uh paint scheme thing if if last week we kind of touched on it uh kyle bush's paint scheme this year or this past weekend at phoenix was a whole like like selfies mm -hmm. like fan selfies that you had to uh upload to like eminems.com or something like that i don't know what what exactly it was but eminems yeah, went through. i have no idea nobody told us about it nobody told me about it i didn't know anything about it until they were announcing oh make sure to see if you your selfie was selected and i'm like selected for what so missed out on that that would have been really special but they're not going to make a diecast of it nah. uh, i'd have been really really upset if if they would have made a diecast over it uh not making a diecast uh but yeah i mean there was a i, I retweeted it on my personal twitter uh i think I don't know who it was, but a reporter was asking Kyle Bush about it. I think with the heavy hearts that everybody at Joe Gibbs Racing was racing on Sunday, um, and the emotion of you know 15 years is a long time for Kyle Bush and mm -hmm. that whole 18 team. Uh, not only that, but Eminem's too. Um, Kyle Bush actually started like you could tell he just started getting choked up, and he you know they were asking him like you know what's it like, how does it feel, and kyle you know uh rightfully so kind of got choked up and almost started you know crying a little bit i mean jesus louise i probably would have too i would have been balling like like a little baby but then i said let's go get that bow tie Woo -haw! i don't know what that was Woo -haw! <laughs> Woo -haw! um that's something we haven't even touched on yet though yeah we haven't touched at all on the crazy tragic jump to come out sunday morning yeah like so ty gibbs oh. wins the championship like it's this this is his greatest achievement in racing to this day right absolute he won a nascar championship 
Well, last year now to be granted, last year 2021 he did win the NASCAR ARCA Series championship, but that's not okay. nearly no. not nearly as prestigious as the Xfinity Series. No, nobody cares about ARCA. True. He's Facts. he won the second highest division in all of stock car racing. Yes. And you know, I mean, I I saw a picture with him and his dad on the front straightaway with the trophy. His mom, his dad, and Ty were sitting there on the front straightaway at the start-finish line with the championship trophy right there. Yeah, it was a beautiful picture. And insane to think about how fast everything could just get taken away from you. Yeah. Like, I mean, the next morning, his dad didn't wake up. I don't know. I don't know how they celebrated the night before. I oh, hope yeah. they had a really good celebration. I hope they had the time of their lives the night before. I hope it'll be something they'll always remember. Oh, I hope so. Man, I I can't imagine. Oh, it man. It almost ruins. If, if they didn't have, this is why I hope they had the, the most insane celebration the night before. Yeah. Together. Because if they didn't, this would completely ruin this weekend for him. Oh, for the goodness, rest of his yeah. life. Basically, yeah. I mean, I mentioned it a little bit ago. Coy Gibbs, son of Joe Gibbs, dad of Ty Gibbs, just didn't wake up Sunday morning. And it was like spreading around Twitter a little bit. Ty Gibbs, you know, is being taken out of the 23 car for a family emergency. Uh, who did they get? Daniel Hemrick? Daniel Hemrick, right? yep. So they were talking with Daniel Hemrick, and there was pictures of them talking with, uh, with um, 2311 and all that for the cup race on Sunday. And it was just sprinkling around and they're like, not really saying nobody's really saying anything, but at the same time they're saying, if it's what I hear, that is awful news. Yeah. So like people heard stuff, but nothing was confirmed. So nobody was really res total respect to NASCAR Twitter. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that wouldn't happen nowhere else. I, I honestly, I don't see how that would help it happen anywhere else in all sports. Yeah. They would I, be jumping at, they would be jumping at the, the bit to uh, be the first one to report something. Right. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. It's just, Oh man, it's so heartbreaking and just gut wrenching to think that 20 year old Ty Gibbs wins the NASCAR Xfinity series championship and hours, not, not a day later, hours later, his dad does not wake up. It's just, it's crazy how some of these, these things work out sometime. It's, it's just uh, insane. If it happened the day before, what in the world would uh, have happened on Saturday? Holy moly. I don't know. But like, and another kind of layer to this, it's kind of weird because Joe Gibbs, Ty Gibbs, grandfather, Joe Gibbs had two sons. JD, who passed away in 2019 at the age of 49, and Coy Gibbs, who passed away at the age of 49. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's uh, it's rough to have to like bury a child, your child, but I feel like it'd be absolutely just life altering to have to bury both I mean, all of your children before you like uh i mean like bobby allison 92 and 93 he buried both his sons 
Yeah. Oh. This, I, yeah, it's it's insane to think about. Um, the sport really, really came together with that. Yes, they did. On Sunday, it's really cool to see that kind of stuff. Uh, even if you don't like Ty Gibbs and you don't like the way he drives, I don't. I couldn't stand him. Um, I'm probably never going to cheer for him to win another race ever, honestly. But dang, what an awful thing to happen to somebody, and nobody wishes anything like that on anybody. I felt so bad for the guy. I mean, I can't imagine. I can't imagine. Yeah. Let's bring the whole podcast down like that, but it's something that we need to talk about because yeah, it was abs- a major story Sunday morning. Absolutely. Let's not forget that Tiger Gibbs is literally 20 years old. Yeah. Horrendous. Well, I don't, there ain't no way to segue from it. Yep, not not at all. Congratulations to Joey Logano, Ty Gibbs, and Zane Same. Smith. Yep, I wasn't gonna forget it. Okay, sorry. You thought I was gonna forget it? I did. I was like, oh, here I am. Yeah, I, I had to ask you before the podcast started, who won. <laughs> yeah. but just because I didn't want to get his name wrong. But congratulations to those three. We'll see you in Daytona. Yes, in the yes. Daytona Five Hundred. I'll see you live. Oh, I'm so jealous. And Jimmy Johnson. And Jimmy Johnson. <laughs> Kyle Busch will be there too. I, I could care honestly. I, I couldn't care less if Jimmy Johnson's in the Daytona 500. I wasn't ever really a fan. Anywho. Facts. I'm right there with you. Yeah. You have one question for us this week, don't you? Yes. Yes, I do. So I was sitting there watching the uh, – the NASCAR cup series race and my girlfriend, Jessica, who will be mentioned a little bit later in the show. She, uh, I don't know what they, I don't know what we were doing, but we were watching and I think they did a close up on Christopher Bell's race car as he was strapping in. And she said, what is that above the window? And she was talking about the, the name rail. And mm-hmm. it's now different drivers have different name rails. Normally, excuse me, normally, uh, like it'll say Chase Briscoe, but you know, you get Kyle Larson, it'll have KL or Christopher Bell says C Bell. Kyle Bush is are you is talking loud. about right above the, the driver window net, like on the outside of the car? Yes, okay. Yes, like Kyle Busch says, Rowdy. Like some mm-hmm. some of them doesn't even say their names. She's she, her question for us, and I mean it's a very simple answer for me. But she, I I kind of wanted to ask you. So it's kind of a question from her, but it's kind of modified. I modified it towards kind of you. If we let's say you know I don't know, NASCAR team calls you tomorrow and says, Hey, stop what you're doing. You're racing the Daytona 500. What would your name name rail be? Would it would you be Soda? Would you be Soda Hunter? Would you be your shoot name? What would you do? Well, I can tell you what I did first. I can okay. just tell you that straight up because I don't know if it would fly in cup, but I can tell you what I did. I had a scanner back in the day. Oh. I mean, I have one now, but I I had purchased a scanner. And I was like, I bet I could do something with this because we also had a vinyl cutter. I took a full-size sheet of uh, white printer paper, a really thick black Sharpie, 
autographed it, scanned it, put it on my computer, vectorized the image, cut it in vinyl. I had my autograph over the door. Oh, cool. That's what, what I did. I did that on every single car I had once I got that technology. That's really cool, actually. You know what mine would have been? Hmm. A QR code to my Twitter page. <laughs> Who's going to scan it? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Because I'll miss it. Because oh, I'll miss it again. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Who is this but, man? <laughs> so nowadays, what would you do? Would you do your shoot name? Or would you do Soda? Soda Hunter? What would you do? Well, I mean, if it's if I'm driving a cup car, I'm going to use my shoot name. I'm not going to call myself Soda Hunter on the NASCAR Cup Series. Oh. I mean, online, I'd call myself Soda Hunter. It'd be Soda H, probably, honestly. Soda H. Yeah. I love it. Well, that's cool. But, yeah, I, I just use my shoot name because I have a cool racing name. My last name is Dunlap. He That's done. a neat racing name. Wait, wait, wait. So you'll be like, he done lap the field. <laughs> no, you're close. We use this. I have bumper stickers. We use this. Not going to lie. We used it. it we we had the phrase called Kevin done lapped him again. Oh. <laughs> That's what we did. And we had dump, bumper stickers made up. Oh, and yeah. I would put them on the back of my friend's race cars. <laughs> they would say, Kevin done lapped me again. We we did we used this. That was our catchphrase. That was our little thing. And and uh, actually, you know the NWO logo. Yeah, I had racing shirts. Those were my racing shirts. Oh, okay. I made them on my computer. It, it was that logo. It was DYA. Done lap again. Oh, fantastic! I mean, straight up. That's and actually the hood of one of my race cars. I had that DYA logo on it. Oh, like man. full size on the hood. I went all out with it. Fantastic. I got a computer. I got Photoshop. I was like, I'm, I'm doing this. I love it. <laughs> See, I got a good racing name. So I would use my racing name. I would use my real name. I'm still sticking with my QR code. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we need to look at the picks. Yes. The final picks from this year. I'm going to go first because, um, yeah, you'll see. So, we actually both had really good Phoenix picks. Yeah, we did. We finished third and fourth. My pick was Chase Briscoe. He finished fourth. And this is where it's really telling how bad of a year I had. Now, I did win the first race. You won a race a lot later in the year, but you did win a race. Yeah. But you were so more so much more consistent than I was. I had a lot of 20s and even some 30s in my, my picks. And you had a lot more 15s and ups in yours. I wound up, and it, lower points the better. That's how this works, because we got an average. Yes. I wound up with 520 points. Give me an average of 14.1 for the year. You pick Ross Chastain, you finished third. What I say? I had 520 points. You had 415 you had 105 points less than I did. And your finish was 11.2 for the year. We are the champions, you, my you whooped friend. Me. Yeah. Straight up whooped me. And I knew like 15 races ago you whooped me. Yeah. I think I was in the lead. Let me see. Where was I in the lead at? 
I was in the lead until probably the third race. Because I had a first and a 15th. You had a sixth and a 14th. And then all of a sudden I had a 36th. And you had a ninth and a fourth. I feel like I lost the lead on the third race and you never look back. Yeah, I totally agree. I also have like five second place finishes. You do. You have a lot of seconds. Could you imagine if all those were wins? Yeah, but they weren't. Oh, man. <laughs> I would I'd be flirting with the top five finish. My goodness. You would be. Well, at least you'd definitely be in the top ten. Yeah, for sure. So do we want to talk about next year's real quick? Yes. I I want to talk about a couple of rule changes I want to propose because okay. I'll let you say everything that, that you want to do. Okay. Because this is involving everybody like this. This is this is Ethan's baby. Yeah. Right here. And it's gonna be a lot of fun. And I want him to kind of uh, introduce what we're going, what we plan on doing. But I want to propose two rule changes based on what we did this year, going into next year with more people. I want to one, uh, not worry about what anybody else picks. Okay. This year, me and Ethan, just being me and him. If I pick somebody, he couldn't pick them, and if he picked somebody, I couldn't pick them. Next year, I think we got like 11 people, maybe. Uh, possibly 12, but right now it's solidly 11. That's going to be really hard to do. Yeah. And in what order we go in, right? I mean, I, we're just not going to worry about that. Right. Yes. Do your thing and don't worry about what other people pick. So if we have four or five people picking Chase Elliott, so then we have four or five people chip pick and chase Elliott because they won't be able to pick them that many more times later in the year anyway. Right. I also want to do this. I want, this would probably actually even help our average finishes some. I want, instead of everybody only being able to pick a driver twice in a year, I would like to bump it up to three. You don't have to pick a driver three times but you can only pick a driver three times and you can't do it back to back to back that's a good rule just no back to back period yeah i like that rule so just hypothetically like, if i wanted to choose kyle bush for the daytona 500 i will not be able to choose kyle bush for the next week's race however when they go to las vegas the third race of the season I am eligible mm -hmm. to choose Kyle Busch again. Yes. I yeah. like that rule. No back-to-back, -back, but you can pick them up to three times. With that kind of throws a, a little bit of a monkey wrench in my, because I already have all my drivers and I, I had it the formula, the formula of only picking, you know, twice, you but have almost three months. <laughs> yeah. But I already put in the work pal. So no, I'm okay with that. Um, I think that'll be interesting. I'm not going to, I'm actually not going to change any of my drivers. More power to you at all. And I'm still going to whoop everyone <laughs> and I will go back to back, run it back. Hashtag two time in the marbles. What, what are we calling it in the marbles fantasy oh, cup series championship? <laughs> that's a, that's a mouthful. Hey pal, that's Goodness. all we got going, man. 
So I wanted to run through uh, the championship drivers so far. Uh, obviously, the 2022 NAS, not not the NASCAR <laughs> Cup Series champion, uh, the 2022 champion, <laughs> moi. Uh, so does all, obviously, uh, your mm-hmm. wife, Soda. Uh, Nicole's yes. going to be in it. My girlfriend, Jessica, is going to be in it. Uh, we've got Drew Vinsel, Caitlin Vinsel. We got my uh, our friend Billy, RJ. I think he has ties to reffing it up with Brian Hebner. Okay. Uh, we got John Brown. We got Tim at a chair shot, and our friend Matt Camper. Okay, so we got so, eleven people so far. If anybody wants in on this. It's totally free. 100% free. It's just a fun fantasy thing we're going to do. We do want to put together something for the champion at the end of the year. It's, I mean, it's not going to be a cup trophy, but it will be a trophy. Uh, yes, it will absolutely be a trophy. And as soon as I get mine made, I will post pictures of it. And I might as well just go ahead and just buy the championship for 2023. So it'll just... I mean, it's going to stay at my house. I mean, even after the season when I beat uh, all y'all. So just, just so you don't have to do it next year. Yeah, no joke. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, no, but I'll I'll tweet out pictures as soon as I get that. Um, compl- like Soda said, completely free. It does not cost a single thing except a little bit of your time. Um, yeah, it's going to be all for fun, and you can win a actual in the marbles uh, cup series. Point standing, I don't know. Championship. Well, name to be determined. Yeah, no joke. <laughs> what also I think needs to be determined is the point standings. I don't know if average finish is the right way to go. Okay. You know, because because it's it's a lot of work. Yeah. Because every single week when I did this, when it was just me and you, I mean, it wasn't that bad, but. All of a sudden, when it's eleven people or more, yeah, and I'm having to go through every single one of them and add up every single week, yeah, and then average it out for every single one of them when I could just be adding points to it. So, Maybe we just go by no, like not stage points or anything. Yeah, no stage points. Maybe we just go by, you know, what they what fin- they win now. Finish points. Yeah. So, or maybe we'll make our own finish points based for, on how many people there are. For instance, uh, if stage points would have mattered this past weekend at Phoenix, let's see, Joey Logano would have gotten 40, but second place, Ryan Blaney would have got 54. You know, like, is that what you're talking about? Is like the, the, no, I see, I think we should just do, just do straight up where they finish in the race and use those points. Oh, okay. So as if saying, if you win the race, there's normally 40 cars. Yeah. Just we'll do 40 points for the winner, 39 for second, 38 for maybe, maybe actually we'll even give a little gap for the win. We'll give an extra point to it. Okay. So the win account a little bit more. Okay. So like 40 for the win, 38 for second, 37 and on down. Okay. I like that a lot. Actually. I really like that. Um, and I'm hoping that maybe 
well, I don't know if it would work now, but I thought maybe if we got about seven or eight more people, we could probably do like a, a playoff format, some sort. But if we're going to do it that way, I like that a lot better. Um, yeah, I like that. I like that idea a lot. We'll have to come up with an exact point system. I think a point system is the way to go. Non-average finish. Yeah, I get It'd be that. a lot easier to, a lot easier to keep track of. Yeah, for sure. And, it, you know, this would give the opportunity for, you know, Billy, RJ, uh, Nicole, John, all of these guys, Tim, uh, Drew, Caitlin, uh, y'all could actually go back and use the power of Google to actually, you know, keep track and make sure that, you know, we are diligent and paying attention enough to keep track of everyone's uh, points and stuff. So I think that would, I think that's a really good idea. I like that. All right. Well, this show has gone long enough considering we don't have anything to preview. Yeah. I think we need to get on out of here. All right. Sounds do good. You, do you have any particular uh, thing you want to do as far as the off season with the show? I was thinking that we could just try to do something weekly as things come up. If nothing comes up that week, uh, maybe we just take the week off and come back the next week. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't have a set thing to do. I don't want to take a hiatus. No. But it's... at the same time, if we don't need to do something every single week, I don't know if we need to do something every single week. So back when I, uh, I mean, you and I have, I think you and I both have had this idea of having a NASCAR podcast even before we even talk to each other about it. And when I visualized a NASCAR podcast i thought maybe making it seasonal kind of like a bill Benis thing where mm -hmm. you know we wouldn't get burnt out and you know maybe giving us that you know two months to kind of just be with our families and work uh focus on work and holidays and, and all that stuff i thought it would you know re-energize our batteries a little bit but you know, I want to stay relevant. I want to still, you know, I still want to talk to the fans because, I mean, having Tim, you know, message us every single week or having Drew text us or, you know, whatever the case may be, it's, it's so, it's so nice. You know, it's so good to have that. And plus, you know, I, I mean, it's to steal fully posables, you know, weekly, you know, episodic thing, I, we're not going to touch Dale Jr. Download. They're already on episode like 400 <laughs> something, you know, even lap traffic podcast. They're on like, he's coming up on uh, episode 300. Yeah. You know, we're not touching these guys, you know, and, and it's not a competition by any means. So then I just want to do this because we're having fun and we hope you guys are enjoying listening to it. Well, I'm looking forward to next year just because I think it'd be fun to actually have an entire season under our belt. How about those because bow ties? We didn't, uh, we started, what a third of the way through this year? Yeah, uh, Bristol so, Bristol Dirt Race was our first one. It was, yeah. So they'd already had like what seven eight races before we even got started. Yeah, and uh, it'd be kind of neat to go from Daytona to Phoenix in yeah. a full year, as far as the show goes. I I do know I'm going to label it a season two. Okay. Once it comes around. I think uh, probably once the start, once after the first of the year, our first episode of 2023, we're gonna that's gonna be labeled season two. But I'm gonna keep the episode number going because I'm just going to keep track of how how many episodes we got going on. Season two, episode 39 or whatever. Yeah. I get yeah. it. Yeah, that's cool. I, I, yeah. I, the season two thing would just be for 
it mostly probably just be for me on yeah on these uh these websites and stuff so i can keep track of when you know it was 2022 talk and 2023 talk and on and yeah. on yeah i like that I, I you know plus we're getting into the season of silliness the silly season's upon us now we are in the silly season so uh for anybody that doesn't know what silly season is i don't know if that's a term across other sports like football and stuff but silly season mm -hmm. is when you start having conversations about drivers switching teams teams switching manufacturers sponsors switching you know or coming about you know we still don't know who kyle bush's sponsor is going to be but we do know that he's going to be a, in a chevy number eight not the 18 the number eight and i'm really excited about it yeah it usually starts around uh august yeah, typically that's when it usually starts kicking in and it'll go all the way to January. Yeah. Speaking of silly season, uh, JGR Joe Gibbs racing actually announced that they're going to announce what's going on with the 18 next season in about two weeks. Oh God. Like we don't know what's going I, on with 18. I know, but still <laughs> what if, what if, what if we're all wrong? How? What if Ty Gibbs is just going to go another year in Xfinity? Yeah. What if they bring in, I don't know, Elliot Sadler? <laughs> you never, you never Taylor know. Taylor Smith is going to drive the 18. No, he's driving the 26. He's already been announced for uh, I'm Xfinity. coming cut. I know. Chandler Smith has already been announced for full-time. And... Okay. You were talking about not being Ty Gibbs. This is the first guy I thought of. Ward Burton. No, see, I, at least my guy's realistic. Jeff Burton. S.A. Rios. Somebody on Twitter said Jeff Burton and Jeff uh, Dale Jr. didn't know what the heck they were talking about. For what? When they, they said that uh, it was a block from Chase Elliott. Uh, and I kind of ragged the Elliott fans a little bit. Somebody's defense, uh, I said, it was like, well, Jeff and Dale Jr. agree with me. And they said, well, they don't know what they're talking about. It's like, okay. <laughs> oh, okay. You're right, pal. Uh, yeah. Sorry. I should have known that. Uh, we're going to get out of here. Let's get through the podcast drafting partners uh, real quick. Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast. Drunk Wrestling History, Doing the Favor. Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. The Lap Traffic Podcast. Howling with the Wolf with Jason Wolf. And Big Underscore Bane with his music. He does our intro music, and he has a uh, albums. The oh gosh, I keep blanking on the name of that album. I listen the, to it all the time. The, the Spine, Spine in the Veil. Vale. Vale. Yes. yes, Spine in the Veil. Vale. I wanted to say that, but then I wasn't sure. Yeah, yeah you had that little doubt in the back of your head. What um, did we say earlier? Spleen in the Veil vale or something? I didn't say spleen. Or what? I don't know what I said, but it was spleen. It was funny. <laughs> this sounds like a weird owl album weird out uh, parody the spleen in the veil maybe that's a good idea for mr bill Bienes. the spleen in the veal <laughs> that is that is weird out that's got weird out written all over it oh my gosh i need Heck to do yeah. that i need i'm gonna make a parody um <laughs> you know i used to do that right what make parodies of what songs <gasps> Just, yeah i used to do song parodies I, I didn't sing them but i used to write them i actually made my my own up uh so really fast before we go into it this is super funny well, it's, it's yours so you go go for it whenever you're done so i remember when frozen came out uh, i don't remember when it came out because i didn't have kids but frozen? I, mean, I definitely know of it yeah i didn't have kids when frozen came out frozen yeah 
It came out in 2010. Oh yeah, no, yeah. it was not 2010. It was I was, uh, it was 20. It had to be 2013. I don't think it was that late. I was, I absolutely guarantee it. Well, uh, well I don't remember it with my one year old, but go ahead. Okay. Oh, it was 2013. Okay. We just weren't into Frozen then until a little bit later. So I worked at a movie theater when it came out. And that's why I knew it, it had to be after 2012. Uh, but I worked at this movie theater and it was a high end, high class. Like we had to wear our uniforms were three, uh, three suit or three piece tuxedos. And on my off days, I would come in and work security. So part of my job was I had to dress as a civilian and I would have to go in and set and you know set up at the very top of the auditorium and watch people not so much watch the movie but i just have to watch people to make sure that you know nothing bad was going to happen or you know nothing like that uh so i ended up watching (laughs) i hate this frozen uh what was it 40 i think it was 49 48 times and you know the let it go song Mm -hmm. i've I've probably seen it about that many times to tell you yeah I uh oh I made up a parody that I cannot share on this podcast, <laughs> but oh man, it was uh fantastic. And maybe one day I'll, I'll share it with you, but definitely not on air. Not not if any, my kids can listen to the show. If anybody <laughs> that has me on Snapchat wants to hear the parody, hit me up and I will absolutely perform it for you. Like sing it and everything. Uh, that's <laughs> I, I'm not kidding. It's so awesome. Anyways, the, speaking of uh, Bane, uh, Bane and, and Brian Breaker have such a plethora of podcasts. Starting off with Brian, Brian Breaker and Bane's Power Hour with Bane and, and Breaker. Uh, Breaker also has, you know, it's fake, right? Uh, TV Toycast with Brian and Travis Fowler. Uh, Bane has No Holds Barred with Bill Benis, the legendary bill Venus that i i love that guy so much he's so funny uh new show dropped today i need to you need to listen to it man i'll tell you what with everything going on i have not i have absolutely fallen behind on podcasts uh but bill Venus, i'm coming for you i am absolutely trying to listen to all your new episodes and i will do that uh speaking of legends such as bill Venus, we cannot forget about tales from the estate with the legendary Drew and his wife Caitlin, as well as the two little twinos. Twinos. Twinos? You're on your own. Uh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Twinos. Twin twinsies? Twinsos? I don't know. Uh, of course, cannot forget about our good friend, our great friend Tim at a chair shot. Uh he has pulling up a chair. See, that's why I messed up. I have it, I have it written down as pulling up a chair shot. That's why I just realized that it took me all season to figure it out. It's your Pull, script. Yes. Pulling up a chair with Tim at a chair shot, which is also uh, in our uh, championship for next season, as well as the Vinsels. So, uh, along with that, uh, Rowdy Energy, the official energy drink of In the Marbles with Soda and Ethan, Lionel Racing, the official diecast producer of NASCAR, which. Uh, did, I don't know if you're not really a, a, a die cast guy, but they did release wave four, the most anticipated wave of the 2022. Yeah, and no chest So for anybody that, for all my die cast, and I'm going to, I'm going to 
I make this kind of a every time we get Lionel Racing news about authentics, I want to kind of like break it down really fast. Uh, first off, we have Harrison Burton, uh, Cole Custer, Kyle Bush, and that electric interstate battery car, Chase Elliott, Austin Sindrick, uh, Martin Trex Jr., Joey Logano, Kevin Harvick, Brad Kozlowski, and Austin Sindrick is going to be the chase piece, the liquid color. So uh, definitely watch out for those at your local Walmart, Target, and Meyer stores. Uh, they will be hitting up or hitting up. They'll be uh, hitting stores very, very soon. Uh, other than that, I think that's all I have. Yeah. Just waiting on a Chastain diecast. Oh, you'll get it. I'm sure. I mean, come on. How many how many Elliots have we had in the first four waves now? Oh yeah, it's been it's, quite it's a bit. Three, isn't it? It's either two or three. I think he had a test car. I think he had his regular, uh, like a two other schemes. Yeah, just. I mean, come on, just. I I even think we got the. Uh, am I wrong in thinking we didn't get the ninety nine either? Have we? The ninety nine. Yeah, the other no. trackhouse car. We haven't gotten that one yet. Yeah, yeah, we we've gotten as far as. I didn't but not, not in the first four waves? Yeah, I think he was wave oh my gosh. two, I believe. That's so aggravating. Okay, well, hopefully next year they'll make up for him and put him in every single line like they do Elliot. <laughs> Lord knows he's got the best paint schemes in all of NASCAR. Well, yeah. Yes. Ain't no well, nothing about this. Yes. The one in 99 have the best paint schemes in all of NASCAR, period. I'm not disagreeing with that. <laughs> They're absolutely stunning. And I've got at least I do have a diecast coming for Chastain. I have the uh, records of checkers one. It's on the way next year, around November probably. Oh, did you buy the? Oh, you got the one sixty four though. Right? Yeah, I got one sixty four. I'm I can't I'm not swinging seventy five bucks. I got I, one for me and one for the kids to play with. Seventy five bucks, dude. They're like a hundred. Yeah, if you get that one. Oh, if you get okay. the elite, you know. I'm 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 old school in the in the fact that when I was a kid, the 124 scale cars were ten bucks and the 164 scale for a dollar. I yeah, cannot well, fathom yeah. paying seventy five dollars for a basic 124 scale car. Yeah, we're we're way past those times, but, but uh, monster trucks, the 124 scale monster trucks are still twenty bucks. I mean. They're 164 scales. I mean, how, how much more detail goes into those? You've seen the bodies and paintwork on those? They're True. incredible. The monster truck toys are incredible. True. And they're still $5. Or I think $5.99 now for 164 scale. Yeah. But why can't we have 124 scales in the stores at NASCAR Well, for 20 I mean, bucks? I don't know. I just... I, I know I know where you're coming from. Uh, really we, fast. We don't all have to get seventy five dollar or one hundred twenty five dollar diecast. Not all of us need that. <laughs> Just I saying. Yeah. Not all of us need that. <sighs> Some of us need that. I don't need that. I don't I need, need that it. in my life. I need it in my veins. Uh, if, but to, to really fast. Uh, Daniel Suarez. Uh, he was in the track house racing test car in wave that's two. Right. That's right. And then the very next wave was a. Uh, kind of an off-the-wall next-gen test car wave one, which he was also in with a very, 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 very similar, almost identical paint scheme. Wasn't that the, the wave that had all the numbers in the wrong place? 
there was one wave where it was all next gen cars, but it had the wrong like numbers were in the middle of the car instead of in the front. Uh, so there was some Around of them, the, yeah. like Chris Busher and William Byron. Uh, I would say Stenhouse had a car like that. Stenhouse also. Uh, yeah, they were in the middle, but then you had like Austin Dillon and like uh, Kyle Larson had a test car in that wave that had it, you know, in the proper location where it's right over there by that le- uh, the right front tire. Uh, yeah, you know, I they're all over the place i don't know what they're doing with this once see that's the ones i collect because i don't really, and i don't even really collect them i get them from my kids so yeah. these are the ones i go after the ones that you see in stores gotcha i don't necessarily go after the ones online unless there's something really special about it like the petty 200th win or the ones that we get from our trip to Talladega, or the records of checkers with chastain yeah you know there's very specific ones i'll get like that but I don't know. I don't know what they're doing with the 164 scales in the stores. They're, they're all over the place with it. Yep. But we need to get out of here. Yes, um, please. Yeah. If you wouldn't mind, please rate and review the podcast. And you can follow us all on, on all our social media accounts, Twitter and Instagram at In the Marbles Pod. And you can find us on Facebook. Just search In the Marbles with Soda and Ethan. I'm sure you'll find us. I know people have a trouble finding us. I don't understand it. Just search In the Marbles with Soda and Ethan. And you'll see that little, you know, black red and white number 53 you'll find us yeah you can also email the show at in the marbles pod at gmail.com and that is another way you can get with us if you want to get into this fantasy yeah league going on you can I, we didn't talk about that much if you want to get in on this it is free free and just dm us on facebook or twitter at in the marbles pod or I mean, I guess you could do it on Instagram too. Yeah. You you do the Instagram account. I don't really Absolutely, do that. Absolutely. Yeah. And you could also email us in the marbles pod at gmail.com. Just let us know that that's that you want in. All you got to do is show up. <laughs> John Cena once said. And uh, if you go to watermaneuver.net and you click in the top left corner and search by store, scroll down to end the marbles and you'll find our t shirts. That's a great way to support the show. And before we get out of here, Anything you want to add? Rest in peace, Coy Gibbs. But as always, peace, love, all the above. That puts a wrap on the 2022 championships. And we'll see you next time in the Marbles. Why we say we're not going to go long? Now? I know. An hour and a half. Hour and a half. <laughs> I was literally just about to ask. I'm like, hey, hey, pal, remember the, you know, about an hour and 30 Hour's good. We don't need to go more than that. Hour and 30 minutes ago when we said we're not going to make it very long. Oh. I even took a short break. <laughs> the break was at like 25 minutes. That's oh. about halfway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Halfway through the episode, I was like, how many times are we going to say he's coming? Oh my gosh. So I I literally thought about that too. I yeah. was like, all right, we just I think at one on point that. I think at one point Ava said and he came on my nose. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. And I changed I... it real quick. He cut down on top of my nose. <laughs> you know. I might have to do some editing with that. Please let it oh my god, please leave it in. Oh my god. <laughs>
I thought about that a minute I said it. I was like, that's not good. I got to fix that. Reword, you know. Oh, God. Please. Oh, my God. Please, for the love of God, just leave that in.